Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. This episode of Beyond Borders with Rose Gold and Kid Gravity contains opinions expressed solely from the hosts. And remember, as they said in Mortal Kombat 3, there is no knowledge that is not power. Hello, America. While not mentioning the Reverend Al Sharpton by name, the rabbi off-camera attributed much of the violence to outside agitators, black leaders from outside Crown Heights. I would tell the Jewish, Hasidic Jewish community that they're going to have to come down and deal with an equal footing in that community or they better get some moving bands. Uh, following a... My name is Tawana Brawley. All right. I'm not a liar and I'm not crazy. It was 1987. Tawana Brawley was a 15-year-old who claimed she was raped by six white men in law enforcement. And Al Sharpton took up her cause. But there was no forensic evidence of any sexual attack, and there was evidence Tawana made up the whole story. The case, labeled a hoax, was dismissed, and Sharpton was forced to pay $65,000 to those he had named. But in all this time, he has never voiced any regret. You have gone back and looked at things with such a clear eye. You've apologized, you've asked for forgiveness, except on Tawana Brawley. I don't get it. I'll be honest with you. I have thought about that a million times. I just don't believe they treated that case fair. If I knew that I had in any way contributed to falsely accusing someone, I think I would feel an obligation to say I'm sorry. I think you're right. I think the operative word is if you knew that. I don't know that. If they didn't do it. if. But but suppose they did. Suppose they did. But they didn't. message be from those 25 million peaceful protesters in the Black Lives Matter protests to those those people shouting those sick, vile comments about men and women who dedicate their lives to protecting and serving not just the people of Los Angeles, but all of America. I think that the protesters uh, that have been for months out there now I, among them, uh, should be saying we are not anti-police and we are certainly not uh, for 
killing or shooting police. We are there saying that police should not be wrongfully shooting or killing uh, civilians, particularly in the black community. And for people to try to associate us with murder and ambushing and death is doing more to hurt the cause than anything else. Some, I suspect, uh, uh, in my own way of thinking, could be planted in order to hurt us because that is so extreme from our position. Let me be real clear. I pray for the lives of those two officers, just like I pray for Jacob Blake, who was shot in the back seven times in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I pray for the family of George Floyd. And I pray for all of them in the same prayer. I don't have separate prayers for police victims and for police that are victimized. The same prayer that all we right, stop well, thanks this for breaking senseless down your, violent- your prayer life and letting us know how you kind of compartmentalize or don't compartmentalize that. But- let me state now, let's deal with the facts. Let's go to the record. Tonight, we want to deal with the records and the facts. Please do it. On this program, your program, you heard me, you have me in tape defending this man. Recently, even after the shenanigans with him and the that's other That's a soldiers. lot of crap. No, no, brother, man, you had your crap. chance. That's a lot of crap. Brother, and I got brother, I just opened Arizona. Yeah. This all started, some would say, over a can of iced tea. This kid grab it. I'm just kidding, y'all. This ain't about Trayvon Martin. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time zone you're in. I ain't sure. I told y'all I was going to get him. Y'all heard that long ass opening I did. I apologize for that. But for the people that are out of this country, specifically India and Jamaica, Cameroon, Italy, mostly Europe. Most people don't know who Al Sharpton is. He's been around since before I was conceived. Up here in New York, he was a fixture in the 80s and 90s. And in the 2000s, he became sort of a faux political figure. He's clashed with the mayors, Dinkins, Giuliani. I'm sure he had choice words for Ed Koch. Uh, seems like today he's kissing de Blasio's behind, but, you know, it is what it is. And Bloomberg. He's clashed with the governors. He's clashed with presidents. Specifically Trump. 
But he sure loved going up to that White House when Obama was in there, wasn't he? Over, what was it? What, I, what was the number I heard? Over 60 visits in his eight years? I'm sure it was way more, but I can't think of the number right now. And he's what we call, on one side of the black spectrum, hero, civil rights activist, reverend, um, all in all, second coming of MLK, I've heard that, with a little bit of Malcolm, but to those who grew up and watched him on TV, watched his career, he's also been called agitator, ambulance chaser, that's the not the main one, because every time something happened to some black folk, boy oh boy, Al Sharpton showed up. And it's funny, once he went national, everybody saw it. And when everybody saw it, there's just been widespread opinions. He even tried to run for president. I don't know who the hell was going to vote for him. But, you know, probably figured if he got the nomination, black folk would be stupid enough to vote for him. Because he likes to poke at white folk. And you know what happened when you poke at white folk? It's like poking a bear. Eventually, you're going to turn your back and it's going to get the mauling on you. Bear paws are no joke. And Al Sharpton is here in 2020. Still kicking and still agitating. Oh, but he tries to drum it up now. He tries to make it sound nice. You heard them clips. Back in the 80s and 90s, he was calling everybody all type of faggot, nigga, Chinaman, any kind of racial slur you could think of. But now in 2020, he's doing it real nice in the context of eloquent sentences, depending on your definition, which is merely subjective. Let's begin. Tawana Brawley, his legendary claim to fame. I studied that case for a few months. I looked at the documentaries. I found some of the police statements and her statements. Ain't no way in the world people going to risk their careers to rape a black girl. Especially a, a police department. And he ran with that narrative and went up there to Wappinger, New York, which is, I think, about an hour and a half away from New York City. And not only ran with that narrative, but tried to demonize them cops, which one of them committed suicide, if I remember. Pagonis, his career was essentially ruined. And Al Sharpton... In 2020, has still not apologized for it fully. Hell, Tawana Brawley then moved on. She she's a nurse down in Virginia. And they've asked this man repeatedly, "Are you going to say sorry for Tawana Brawley?" All he said was, "Nah, I would do it differently. I wouldn't call someone. I forgot the word he used, but I would still go the same route that I went." And we're sitting here and we're like, if you're a thinking black person, 
And we're sitting here and we're saying to ourselves, are you crazy? But he was off that. Four years later, the legendary Crown Heights riots. Ah, the Crown Heights riots. Folk, this man sat there. Okay, let's give you some perfunctory with that real fast. It basically started over a car accident. And a couple black kids got hurt. And this happened almost 30 years ago. Next August will be, th will be 30 years that this happened. And basically what happened was a Jewish, a young Jewish man was driving. And he, uh, he was leading a procession for a rabbi, I think. Rabbi's name was uh, Schneerson. I probably said that wrong. I apologize. And he was on Utica Avenue, which is a major thoroughfare in Crown Heights. It's like right at the beginning of Crown Heights as you go west. So as it was on Utica and President, well, it was going on the President, but it was like, I think President Utica. According to Wikipedia, um, he struck a car, which he then went on the sidewalk, knocked over a stone pillar, and he pinned two black kids, well, two kids, under an iron grate of a first floor apartment building and four story, first floor apartment in a four story brick building. And Gavin Cato died on the spot and the other kid was his cousin Angela she was severely injured and Al Sharpton accused the Jewish community of taking care of I think a Jewish kid no I'm sorry they died instantly and afterwards Al Sharpton ran out there and said that the Jewish community killed those kids and all this agitative crap. And the driver, uh, his name was Lish. I probably said that wrong too. L-I-F-S-H. He was injured as well. And uh, I guess whoever was on scene called for one of those private Jewish ambulatory services who came and scooped him up, but left the kids there. And Reverend Al again ran out there and said that they were being racist because they only took care of him and didn't take care of the kids. <sighs> but unfortunately, Lifsch did not have a driver's license and you know the police were trying to protect them from the attacking residents that were around that saw the accident and gathered around. They were throwing, you know, the rocks and the bottles and everything. I mean, it was an unfortunate situation. So, unfortunately, August 19th into August 20th, Yanko Rosenbaum 
got jumped by 20 black young men. (sighs) And they killed him. Well, they stabbed him multiple times and he apparently survived at the hospital, but they say the doctors missed one of his knife wounds and he ended up bleeding to death. But one of the guys, Lembrick Nelson Jr., 16 at the time, he got off of murder. You know what happened when uh, something happens like that, folk. <sighs> Somebody's got to be out for blood. So they retried him in federal court as a civil rights case, and he got 10 years. And since Jeopardy Jeopardy was a place, he decided to say, hey, yeah, I stabbed him. Can't prosecute me for the same crime. So what ended up happening was the African-American and Caribbean community of Crown Heights decided to go riot for three straight days, August 19th, 20th and 21st. (sighs) Folk, Revenal said that in that clip. When he talked about they moved out. The Jewish community, if they don't get to get it together, they're going to have to get moving trucks and moved out. They did. They expanded. They own two blocks. Two major streets. Albany and Kingston. Out here in Crown Heights. And if you play cards right, they own about five blocks. Especially on Kingston. You go up Kingston from Empire Boulevard to Utica. I'm sorry, not Utica. To Eastern Parkway. They own that whole strip. Number Jewish stores. Those off streets. Most of those houses over there. Owned by Jews. Revenal. After that incident. Single-handedly helped gentrification start in Crown Heights. So... Gotta give him credit for that. And they racked him so hard, black folks, and non-black folks, he barely comes to Brooklyn. I don't remember the last time he's been in Crown Heights. I'm sure they I'm sure the Jewish community wanna take a shot at him. Then he said years later, we need the Jewish. <laughs> We need the Jewish people and African Americans to work together. (laughs) Fail. But after these riots, 152 officers, 38 civilians injured, 27 vehicles destroyed, 7 stores were looted and burned, and 225 cases of robbery and burglary were committed with 129 arrests. And 122% of them were black. Uh, 122 blacks and seven whites, which is over 90%. And property damage at $1 million. Doesn't that sound familiar, folk? Except now we didn't just keep it to Crown Heights. We do it all over the country. That's revving out for y'all. <sighs> then there's the, the fact that he was an FBI informant. I don't give a damn about that. There was the him going on TV and saying what he was also saying. 
I mean, folk. The great his. <laughs> Al Sharpton, boy. And look who he's he has out here. Doing the same thing he's been doing. We got Crump. We got my Michael Eric Dyson. We had D. Ray McKesson before he he smartened up and said, "Nah, I ain't go. I'm, I'm going to fall back a little bit." Who else we got? Um, who else is an agitator? Oh yeah, the new darling. And I was only gonna keep this on Al Sharpton, but but she 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 got to get some of this too. Tamika Mallory. Y'all y'all know her. She had the clip go viral. Sitting there demonizing white people while giving them a backhanded compliment. She's Al Sharpton's daughter. Not biological, but his spawn. His progeny. She's trying to be him and Sister Soldier and want. Guess what? Sister Soldier wasn't afraid to go talk to white people. Sister Soldier... Yeah, Tamika, you and her, y'all are out there on the front lines. I get y'all that. But Sister Soldier was willing to go up there and talk to the people in charge. Sister Soldier wasn't going out there throwing rocks. Sister Soldier wasn't galvanizing her people to go out there and go screw with them cops. Sister Soldier knew when to be militant and then when to be strategic. Tamika Malley gonna fuck around and get somebody killed. I'll show up and go fuck around and get somebody killed. Then they're going to run on TV to MSNBC or CNN and talk about how it's the cops' fault. She's running out there talking about Breonna Taylor was murdered. That's fine. She was. But don't make her seem like she was an angel caught up in some bullshit. She was part of the bullshit, she was the bank. People would have had more respect for you if you would have said, listen, she might have made some life choices that didn't work, but she didn't need to deserve. She didn't deserve to get killed like that. Hell no. Y'all still running out there talking about she was an angel. Y'all sat right there and I'm sure y'all cheered when her mama got her $12 million. I'm sure y'all pat y'all y'all went over to Crumb's Twitter and put him over. Not knowing that man just made about four and a half million dollars off that settlement. Which left her mom with seven and a half. When she pays taxes, she'd probably get about three to four. So Crump, in essence, before taxes, still got more money than her mama. That girl's life was worth three million dollars. All that bullshit you did out there. All that agitation you did out there. All that going in the NBA, making them wear Breonna Taylor t-shirts. All that bullshit with the NBA and the NFL with Black Lives Matter. All that crap. All that stuff with her, Jacob Blake, and, and, and William um, George Floyd. All that was worth three million dollars. Then y'all want to cry when the cops are go when the cops get off. Guess what? Y'all took the money. You didn't take justice. And it's funny. Those are the three names they're using now to justify this, right? Guess what? Rayshawn died too. Y'all forgot his name. Maud Aubrey died. Y'all forgot his name. Both of them John. 
Guess what? Emma Geiger is right now filing an appeal. She might come home next year. But y'all, that's what y'all worried about. Unarmed black men. Okay. This needs a police reform. And you got old Sharpton talking about, oh, we're not saying they're plants. You know, they're plants in BLM. Are you serious? You, you, you just figured this out, that there were plants there. You just figured this out. So instead of calling out the organization to tell them to vet who goes in there, y'all are going to cry about plants. Y'all let Antifa come into your organization, which now they're going to come into your organization at more numbers now because Trump just declared them a terrorist organization, which means when they catch them in your terrorist organization, they're going to declare you a terrorist organization. Then y'all going to come on TV and cry again. The president right now just announced the deal, $500 billion for black infrastructure, mostly in the federal sector. That's y'all's reparations, folks. I said it before. That's y'all's separation. Separation. That's y'all's separation from this crap. That should be now your reparations. But y'all still y'all not going to be happy. Y'all talk about y'all Don Lemon talking about you need to burn the system down. Okay, sir, guess what? You burn the system down, guess what's gonna happen? Your constitutional rights are gonna be under attack. Just like y'all are attacking the two A's, your one A's are gonna go away. But your one C, sir, your freedom of press is gonna get attacked because guess what? Depending on which regime is gonna be in there, you're gonna lose your right to say what you wanna say, feel how you wanna feel. Remember, that's how Tony said it in Scarface. They tell you what to do, what to think, what to feel. Keep playing that game. Black folks, you keep you keep sitting up here putting Al Sharpton over and Tamika Mallory and Crump and Dyson and all these fools over. Keep doing that. Keep letting people like Sean King in there talk for y'all. Keep letting Angela Rye talk for y'all. Keep letting Kamala Harris and Joe Biden talk for y'all. They're going to talk you right into a grave. But I'm sure Al Sharpton will be over there with all the news cameras eulogizing you with black gloves on. And maybe, maybe if he pulls his cards right, you can get a platinum cast casket and you can have a nice big diamond chain on top. Because we know that's what you niggas like. Thank y'all for letting me rant a little bit. Al Sharpton. Lord, you're going to have to answer to whatever God you serve. And hopefully, hopefully, whoever takes over the National Action Network will use it as a force of good. But you never know. Thank y'all. We have some, it's the cycle now. We have some interesting shows coming up. The Better on Black is going to come out Friday with Mike Wilson. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.
Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.